It is Sunday, and it is episode 52, Best of Rivals Podcast. I'm Jordan J. Will, and I got my boy D-Bev in the building. How you feeling, Brody? Doing well, doing well. Just come off the 4-0, you know, feeling good. Um, expected, though, right? I mean, we beat them in the, uh, in the league. Now we're beating them in the cup. Beat them in the other cup. I mean, how many more times, Jay, you know, before they get to the point? You know, yeah, speaking of that, too. Uh, slight break from the prim again, and once again, another little hiatus and everything with this stuff. Like, I want to see continuation with the games. I do appreciate these tourneys here and there, you know, I get that, but I want to see the, the league, you know, ongoing. We have hot runs with teams, United, for example, but we have to give some, some shouts to the FA Cup. And my team has, has played your team play today we both killed our opposition and you know I find it very very interesting and fascinating that Chelsea came into play you defeated Chelsea we defeated Frank Lampert a former Chelsea legend with, with Everton which club needs the FA Cup more United or City it's got to be United you know it's funny though like so Eric Ten Hag just came in worst season you guys have ever had last year right Calm so now it was it was the worst season you guys ever had it's like just statistically you know I'm, not, I'm i'm giving you guys credit okay. so like he's came in and already exceeded expectations so like from that perspective yeah he probably doesn't need it uh at least him personally but for us we're looking we're looking for bigger and better things you know this champions league has haunted us now for what four or five years so that's what we're looking for so this fa cup you know sure i want it personally but um I think it's Man U who really, really needs this one. You say Man U. Yeah. I tell you, you're wrong. You always do. <laughs> and it's it's not as simple as you think. Yeah, you guys may be in a better position in the Prem. In the Premier League, you're doing well. You won the title, you know, more recent than most clubs. We get that right. We're talking FA Cup. And I, I like facts. I like going to the history books. I like digging up that that cold heart research that people don't want to look for. And to my knowledge, there's only one club that has more FA Cups than us. And it's those bums in London. The ones who wear red. Arsenal. Yeah. They have 14. We have 12. And, uh, you know, some, some teams filling the gaps right there. <laughs> you keep going down. Not eight. Not seven. There's Man City with six. Who you cares? bums have six. Okay, so what I'm cares. saying is, get your count up. You need to win this tournament to get up on our level. It's, it's, it's the bottom line. I, 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 I'm not making it up. It's facts. You just, you just started this podcast saying Crazy. You just started this podcast saying that, yeah, the little tournaments, they're okay, but we want to get back to the Premier League. And then you're bringing up those numbers? Come on. What, what is going on here, Jay? Listen. I get it. Our FA Cup runs haven't been fantastic. But look at us in the Carabao. You know, we win every time, except for last year. So, you know, we're chilling. We're chilling. This type of, this type of silverware, bro, we'll take it when, when we can. You know, I mean, just look at last season, right? Yeah. Like Liverpool, they won Carabao. Yeah. They won FA Cup. Yeah. And nobody's talking about them, right? Because they're looking at them as failures because they didn't win the Champions League and they didn't win the Premier League. So, you know, how much do these cups really mean now? I, I, was, I was looking at... Um, I think it was a video of people talking about the FA Cup doesn't mean as much today as it did maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. 
And I think I think there is some truth to that. Maybe just because the fan base is a little bit different. But in my opinion, it's still a massive trophy. But uh, you know, maybe it just doesn't get the same respect that it, it used to. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I I just think there's so many different tournaments going on all at once. You know, we, we keep seeing new creations. Like I think FIFA just created a whole new uh, like World Cup with the club level. You know. Yeah. So, you know, people are just it's hard to keep track and um really appreciate tournaments for what they what they were, but that's why I love history. That's why I love going into history books cuz then uh, to me that holds weight. Yeah, I can yeah. I can go to something and be like, "Hey, this is why this tournament's important." Yeah. And you know, to me, a lot of the major clubs, especially in England, have taken the FA Cup seriously. Especially yeah. the big clubs, you know, the big 6. The big four, top four, whatever you want, how you want to look at it, um, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, City's trying to crack that, in my opinion. You guys have been trying to crack that for the past, you know, six to eight years now, and you you've made a dent in the Premier League. We we acknowledge you, but like there's other tournaments as well, and you guys need to make some noise there. That's all I'm saying. It's a fair point. What do uh, I know, though? It's no, it's a fair point, Jay. It's a fair point. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna disagree with you crazy on that one. Yeah, but uh, you know, while the FA Cup is going on, this is also a really, you know, crazy, crazy time for transfers in the transfer market. And coming off the World Cup, a lot of players have upped their value, you know, decreased their value, however you want to look at it. And recently, I saw like a. a poll or it was just a ranking from um cies football which is like some accredited you know football uh organization in the world right and what what piqued my my interest was um the rankings and they had uh i'll I'll go into detail with the the values but you know one through five it was jude um at number one right you hear me yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we got, a, it's, we, first off, it's right already. So, yeah. Keep okay, going. okay, okay. All right. Uh, Jude at number one. And then we have uh, Foden at number two. Mbappe at number three. Vinny at number four. And then Holland at number five. Yep. And that's in terms of, like, transfer value, right? <clears throat> yes, transfer value. And I'm guessing they're taking into account um, the age. Uh, how much they produce for the you know the club, the potential, the ceiling, you know all that. It's all coming yeah. into play. Um, wow, well, Jay, 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 quick question, quick question. Are these guys? Is it an English organization by any chance, Jay? I I got I got to I got to dive into it a little bit more deeper, right? Because because right because what what's what's really grabbed my attention? We got Jude at number one, and I get Mr. Bellingham. He is. He's the prized possession right now. He's the one everyone is going for. We get that. Had a good World Cup. Could have been better, but he had a good World Cup. But has he accomplished more than Mbappe at this level and at this age? No. No, no right? Not. And, and Mbappe is what? I think 24 now? 20, tw- 24? Yeah, 20, yeah. 23, 24, something like that. He's still young. We're looking at these rankings. We got slack on our one of our TikToks because we mentioned Mbappe for like one of the best youngsters award, right? Right? 
they didn't they include them in this this transfer value market thing where they essentially list nothing but young players. You got yep. Benny, Mbappe, Holland, Jude, Foden. These are all young players. So what what is young to me for one? You know? And then like why why are we putting Jude over Mbappe when Mbappe has accomplished more? He's won a World Cup. He's been in two World Cups. Yeah. His goals speak wonders. He's won a league cup every time time he's been there at Monaco and at PSG. Like he's to me is number one without a doubt. Let's let's not be fools here. Yeah. No. Listen. If if this organization English is like pure, if if it's listen, let's just say it's not pure bias. Let's, let's give him benefit of the doubt. I don't think I think it's it's got to be pure bias, right? But let's say it's not. The only reason you would ever put Jude over. Um, Mbappe is because Jude's 19. That's the only that's the only thing that you could think of like okay, this is why his value would be higher. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, no. Nah, I'm listen. Not the big Mbappe fan, but he's the guy right now. Him him and Holland are miles above everyone else in terms of value because the hardest thing in football is scoring goals. And if you have two guys that score goals with their eyes closed, um they're going <clears> to <throat> be the highest of value. I I hear you on all that, right? But I also gotta say, I'm 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 speaking on it. I'm speaking on it. I'm tired of the the English bias. That's what it is. That's what it is here with this one. I'm on to something. I figure it out. I'm looking at that top five. I'm seeing those names, and there's one that is, that did not get mentioned that should be there. Jamal Muziala. You love this guy. Do Listen you, to me though. Listen it's to me though. You look like him. It's you, is that no, your cousin Jay? Stop it. <laughs> not every light skin looks alike. You, you, you're capping. What's wrong with your boy? Um, <laughs> nah, so hear me out. One, we all know that he's a wonder kid. We've seen him play. He's, he's the best young creator right now, in my opinion. Um, yes, he is. He's a better creator than Jude Bellingham. Possession-wise and doing yes. everything um, from end to end, yes, I'm taking Jude. I get that. But assisting, creating, scoring goals, Jamal has it better than Gavi, all them, them fools over there. Stop it, right? He's German, but he's also English. And my thinking is, if this is an English organization that listed this top five transfer market values, why wouldn't they take a shot at Jamal when he could have played for England in, in the World Cup? It's a shot. They bums. Come on, man. He wouldn't have played anyway. You. you know he, he wouldn't have played. He wouldn't have played. He wouldn't have started in the English midfield. Who's our manager? What are you talking about? Southgate. You're right. But come on. Right. You can't deny that talent, bro. Okay, like, you couldn't I know, deny I Jude. He didn't want to start Jude. He didn't want I to know. start Jude. He wanted to play Jordan Henderson <laughs> the, the whole tournament. Bro, I know. know. Trust, that's what I'm saying. He wouldn't have started. So, we, we, bro, we wouldn't have seen him. You're lucky. He lucky he played for Germany. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I mean, listen, overall, those types of lists, you know how I feel about them. You know, you know and some of those numbers, like $200 million, uh, Who's going for $200 million, bro? Yeah. Like, that's not even realistic. These... Like, like, think about it. Would you even pay two hundred million for Mbappe? Would I pay like, two hundred million for Mbappe? When you could pay, like, let's just say, like a hundred million for, like, like, a, a, like a, 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 a maybe a young, a young striker, maybe like a proven striker. Like, think about uh, Victor Osman at uh, at Napoli. Yeah. Like, eighty million, two hundred million for him, or two hundred million for Mbappe. Uh, like, it just doesn't make sense, bro. It just doesn't make sense. And we, if we start seeing these 200 million, 180 million, 160 million purchases, bro, I'm going to really start looking at football a little bit differently. Like, 
It's already crazy as well, is. I mean, bro, no. See, and to me, to me, you got to stop it. You got to be a realist. You got to be Daniel Bevan, the one I know. What is what does the game do? What does the world do? What does everything do? It evolves, and yeah. that it's everything. It, it increases, just inflation, everything, right? So you're yeah, looking at the I NBA, understand. all these numbers, everything goes up. Offense, contracts, people are getting okay. paid more. No, it's that, bums. No, that, it's that, bums. That's completely get, get relevant. Max, max contracts that should I, not be even get max contracts. That's trust like, me, I know, I, I know that's but that but that's kind of irrelevant because it, it's it's purchasing a player's rights versus okay. paying them, right? So pay these guys whatever you want to pay them. I, I don't really care about that. But if you're deciding to purchase a player for double the money, so instead of a hundred million, two hundred million. Yeah, he better be twice as good, in, in like all around than a Victor Osman at hundred million. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he has to live up to that, or else it's, it doesn't make sense. So like, is Mbappe twice as good as Victor Osman? Of course not. He's better for sure, but he's not twice as good. You know, he's not going to double his production. Yeah. So that that's that's where it gets kind of crazy, right? When when we start seeing these purchases, I mean, even like the Lukaku purchase, even the Grealish purchase, these purchases are getting a little bit too crazy. When we know these players at 40, they're 40 to 60 million pound players. And it's, even in this market, that's what they are. But you're deciding to overpay. That's just going to hurt the next guy who's like, man, I really want this play for four. I mean, think about Mudrick uh, at Shakhtar. Arsenal are trying to get him for a very reasonable 40 to 50 euros, uh, million euros. Very, very reasonable. They're like, no, we want 100 million euros. What? And the only reason they want that is because Anthony went for 85 million pounds or 100 million euros. So it, it, the prices keep going up and they just do not make sense. So I think we're going to get to a point. I think it's going to be a pendulum, right? So right now we're seeing uh, big clubs spending big money on, on players. I think it's going to switch back pretty soon once these prices get inflated. And we're going to start seeing some of these younger players being priority coming through academy systems. So that's what it was before, at least. And I think that's going to be sort of the norm now. You know, again, these prices are getting way, way too crazy. And, and, and we're talking about smaller teams as well, who are like, hey, listen, as, guy, as good as Ajax is and as much history as they, do, as they have, they shouldn't be demanding 100 million euros for a player. They, they just literally shouldn't. So, you know, but kudos to them because they got it. So, No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, I think yeah, I just think that's like I said, part of the game. Eventually, where it's going to lead, nothing we can really do about it. We just got to accept it and move on. Um, I mean, it doesn't matter to me, you know. Right, I exactly. I just don't want my team to overspend on a player. Yeah, yeah. much like we did with Grealish, just because. Well, and you, you know? don't have to worry about that though, because from what we've seen with Man City, you guys never overspend. And speaking of you guys moving to the transfer market, um. I don't know the kid's name. I, I I don't know a lot of these kids' name that Pep seeks out and he gets. Well, there's an Argentinian um, in the midfield. He's like 20 years old. Uh, you guys just signed him, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Fab confirmed on it. Or I, it's, think, it's, I think I saw this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, I saw this. I, no think, he played, I think he played with Julian as well. Played with Julian Alvarez. Probably um, his boy. <laughs> yeah, and young, as young boy. So who knows what this kid may do, but you guys just did that. And then with us, we're linked to uh, – Woot Winghorst, I believe his name is. Uh, yeah. he's, a, he's a he's a Dutch striker. Um, Jay, Jay, that's one of the best pronunciations you've done. Hey, um, hey, I know I'm getting better, bro. I, I've, I've, I've I've been you know, I've I've been out here really studying and, and taking the time to understand the culture. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, Woot 
wing horse. Uh, oh, Weghorst. <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. There we go. Um, oh, let's six, like six six. Um, Jay, Jay, come on! They, they don't even read his stats. We don't care. No, no, Jay. no. no. I'm, I'm, but listen, listen to what I'm saying though. Move, move past all the. He does this. He does that. He's six six. To me, that stands out right away. Why? Because we need size. I'm big on size, yes. especially with United and Ten Hag system. It's simple. We need someone that's a target man that can yes. bring in the ball, knock it in easily. Mm. Kind of like Holland. We wish we had that. Let's why not find? Like, you can't get Holland. So let, next thing, <laughs> the next best thing. Hey, I'm telling you. The next best thing, Jay. Hey. Jay, he's like and, literally and, 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 and listen on to me. List. Listen to me. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being, uh, you know, premature here. I'm not. Over exaggerating. I get it. It's going to be a short term, you know, solution. Fix getting to the top four, getting Champions League, maybe challenging, you know, City for number two, make them nervous a little bit, sweat. That's what this is. And then you think he's going to do that. Listen, listen. And then we're going to get our guy and win a league. <laughs> Jay, what the hell are you talking about? I'm sorry. This, this is, this is, have you seen him play? He was at Burnley last year. Have you seen hey, him play? Hey, hey, hey. In Ten Hag, I trust. If if, oh, if, no. if if Eric wants him, if Eric wants him, Jay. and he comes and, you know, he's a big okay. he's a big man. That's all we need. We need someone that, that can take off the load from Rashford, who's going crazy right now. Shouts to him, you know. But if he, if he can bang in, give me give me five, five to six goals, you know, in this Jay, time he's not frame. Gonna, Jay, he's Gordon not going to play. goes at that. Jay. Jay, he's and, not going to play five to six games. What are you talking about? So, so why, why would he buy him then? What, what would be the purpose? He's going to. He has to be the third string striker. He has to be. If he's your, if he's your backup striker, you guys are done. You guys are done. That, are you, Jay? Just because I go to the ball and I and I, and I see the prettiest girl and then I see the second prettiest girl and then I see the tenth prettiest girl. Oh, Jay, Jay I want them all right, but I can hey, only get the tenth hey, prettiest. Hey, 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 hey. Can can we at least can we at least you know be optimistic here? It's your team. You could you could do whatever the hell you want. Jay, are you serious? All right. I, was was this on my my list of transfer signings goals? No, absolutely not. I, I didn't even know who this guy was until like you know until yesterday. 40, I know. Forty eight hours ago. You know, when I researched his name and everything, I looked him up, Jay, right? He won't, Jay, listen he to play, me. He won't play five though. or six games. Listen bro. to me, though. From an analytic standpoint, looking at it from the numbers, he's six six, like I said. He's Dutch. That's all you've got. He he's knows six six, and he's Dutch. Oh, shut up. He doesn't hey, know Ted Hag. He doesn't know Ted Hag. They're, <laughs> they're best friends. They're boys. They go get Belgian beers every their neighbor's Sunday. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's the only reason they got him. Jay, they were looking for Giroud. I'm joking, because bro. Chill. Yeah, they're done. So, how do you yeah. really feel? How do I really feel? Honestly, yeah. I mean, this, this is United. This is what, what I expect. I go in. <laughs> with these, listen, I go in with these, you know, crazy, crazy, um, just wishes of yeah. players that I want. You know, think they're gonna come possibly. Jao from Atletico, and then it doesn't look like it's gonna pan through. Uh, Frankie also was just mentioned again from Barcelona. No, that's a, a prized possession that I've been wanting so much from like the past year or so. Just hearing so much about it. Yeah. And then the president says says that basically Frankie isn't going anywhere. He's staying. He's been. We love that. him. We value him. And I'm just like I'm I'm over it, you know. So like I said, this is 
the truth right here. I was giving you facts. I was giving you what Fab told me off of Twitter, you bum. Now, this is the real. I'm tired of United not giving me what I want. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows it, but we're winning. So what I'm, I'm saying, actually, I, tr- I trust Ten Hag. Yeah, I mean, I, I would if I were you too. I, I I think, if anything, this is a signing. This signing tells me that they're not done in the transfer window. That's kind of what it tells me. Because, again, think I, think so? he's, I think he's coming in as a third string. I You guys don't have a backup striker, right? Or at least like a, 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 a natural number nine as a backup. So I think you guys still are definitely in for Zhao. You guys have to be. I mean, or or, or whoever, like Giroud, I've heard. Um, what, what, what is, what's Atletico's, you know, price for Jao, though? Well, they, they want they want money for a loan. Like, typically, you just loan out a player, you pay all his wages, blah, blah, blah. They want, like, I've heard in the ballpark of, like, 15 million pounds, 10 million pounds to loan him for six months. Like, what? So, I think Atletico is just kind of doing what, most smart teams would do when they're when they're negotiating with Man U. Yeah, there's so much pressure on the, on those decision makers at Man U, those recruitment team, the recruitment team at Man U. I think, you know, they might bite eventually. So, overall, uh, yeah, I don't know who you guys are gonna get, bro. I, I think this signing is just like, hey, well, worst, we, ca- worst case scenario, we got him. We get, we gotta get somebody, man. Uh, yeah, you know, like I said, shouts to Rashford, and he's been balling. He's in the form of his his life. You know, like I said, this is probably. The Marcus Rashford that we were promised when he first came, you know, from the academy, you know, uh, just hyped up to be the next golden boy, wonder kid, what, however you want to look at it, right? Yeah. We need someone else, though, because he can't do it all. He's going to get hurt, not wishing it, not hoping it, but just football. It's just how, you know, that sport is. Players go down, then you need someone off the bench to come in and fill that role. Right. Yep. We just can't settle for anyone, though. And I think that's what we've been doing so far with Ten Hag. You know, Malicia, um, Anthony's good signing, but I'm also still just like it was a kind of whatever buy. You know, can I be honest? Can, can I can I interject real quick? I yeah, bro. I think Anthony's a fraud, bro. I really, really. And he do. just had a go too, as well. But you know, it's not a. That's not a goal to celebrate. That doesn't like mean his game was yeah, really played um, well. He didn't exactly. play, I hear you. I hear you. He, bro, he's he's refusing to use his right foot, bro. Like, is it? He's going to be one of the easiest players in the world to mark because it, it's so easy. It's so obvious what he's doing, bro. Like, yeah, I, I, I've come to the conclusion. I don't think he's a good player. I, like, I genuinely don't think he's a good footballer. Like, the more I watch him, I don't know, Jay. I, I think that's a really, really bad signing. Um, but continue. <laughs> he said, "But continue." No, I'm. I hear you. I'm. I'm not huge on Anthony. A lot of flair gives us so, so far what I've seen. Some some big time goals when we need it, but then there's also that that part of his game where he just he's absent. He's on the field, but he's off the field. Yeah, doesn't have much of an impact. Like you said, doesn't really want to go. Certain weaker foot. He hates it. So that limit, limits us when we face a team like Man City or possibly Newcastle, Arsenal again. And like, you know, that's going to stop us at that point. Um, yeah. But, like I said, Marcus Rashford balling. And my question to you, he's hot right now. Saka's hot right now. Both on the wing. Rashford plays striker sometimes as well. 
typically on a wing, who are you taking? And if I go to their stats, 17 games, 17 appearances, right? Rashford, six, seven goals, three assists, 18 sh- shots on target. And we got Saka, six goals, six assists, 12 shots on target. I mean, you can say all the numbers you want when it comes to Rashford. He, you don't get to, you don't get to have a good half of a season and be better than the guy that's been putting. The, he, bro, Saka has been arguably the best player for Arsenal for the last three seasons. So, I'm going with Saka every single day of the week. Every single day of the all week. All right. Okay. 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 Well, I'll let you have your opinion. That's what it you is. asked me, Jay. That's, no, that's what it is. <laughs> An opinion. Hey, listen to me, you bum. Calm down. I agree. My pick would be soccer, but I think it's your approach to the game and how you look at it, right? Like you said, Rashford has been non-existent for some part of the season, and now he's kind of kicking in the form. Saka, on the other hand, has been consistent and a main reason why Arsenal is number one. But also look at their games and how they play. Saka's more so, I can score goals, but I'm going to also get others involved and apply pressure where it just affects the, the defense in a manner where they, they don't feel comfortable, right? Rashford, on the other hand, is just banging out goals. He's banging out goals left and right. Yeah. So I just think it depends on what you as a manager and a team needs. If you need a goal storm, scoring threat, like a Rashford, yeah, go for him. Go- yeah, you probably go Rashford for sure. You go for Rashford, bro. Like you, you plug him to a system where all, that's what they need exactly. He, he, he can take a team probably to a trophy. I think he's you know what I, like I, I see what you're saying, bro. But and I, I'm not. This isn't on you. This is really just on like all the English media that that I'm hearing. Like, yeah, they just want Rashford to be a superstar so bad, bro. It's like when he plays. It's like when oh, they do. They do. He's had this stretch of like being terrible. And like inexcusably terrible, and it's like you know Rashford, he's gonna get it together. He's gonna get, it. and now he, like he scores a few goals, and it's like oh my god, Rashford, he's a he's world class. Bro, bro, he's bro, like, bro, bro, bro they definitely do. I, I'm telling you, I love my my club and my fanboys, my brothers and my sisters. But <laughs> dude, every time I go to, you know, the threads, it's oh he's back, like. He's he's here again. It's like we've heard this every year for the past six or seven years. Like we talk yeah. about Martial, people clown my boy for saying like, "Oh, uh, he's finally here." Like fifty million is finally you know arrived. All this stuff. Rashford's the same thing. They've been, you know, side by side in their career in terms of how they come up and yeah, close to age and everything. The same player in a sense. They both have high stretches. We just want to see if it's going to be consistently there throughout the that's whole the season. Thing. Yeah, that's, that's the it. Thing, that's right? all. Um, I'm not. I'm not knocking them. Like I said, I I would go with Saka, but I can see why someone would go with Rashford. He's a phenomenal goal scoring threat. Like if his IQ in terms of just knowing how to create for others was at that level with his goal goal scoring, he would be a world class player. Like on the level of Mbappe. But, but yes, right? He would. But even but even then, it's like, okay, he's been a great goal scorer for how long? Again, 17 <laughs> games? Like, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I'm not trying to, like, yeah. go crazy yeah. at him, but yeah. 
Like yeah. it's just like the second he starts getting on a roll, oh my god, Rashford's the best. Rashford, yeah. Rashford's not even close to like a, to an elite striker or an elite yeah. winger. I don't think he's anywhere close. I think he's doing a great job at the moment. Okay. You know? Well, speaking of a striker, you know, we talk about Rashford. There's another English boy, man, uh, that has been just dominating in the Premier League for a long time now. And I think we take him for granted sometimes because his team success isn't as good as his solo or individual success. But Harry Kane, the man from Tottenham, we're taking a break from the Prem, but it's coming up. And he's one goal away from claiming the throne as the greatest Tottenham goal scorer. And he's two goals away from 200 Premier League goals. Where does he rank for you amongst I, the I Roonies? I don't care about all the stats, Jay. I'm you can stop hey, right now. No, 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 no. You, you may not, but they play for something, though. So I know Daniel doesn't like it, but these mean something at the end of the day. It's why they get rewards, why they get money. It's why they have that nice hat. Like, come on, it means yeah. something. Don't, don't, does, don't do that. It does mean something. But when it comes to Harry Kane, he's just the one player where I'm like, does it really? Listen, Harry Kane, he does a. It seems like he's playing for those records, bro. That's okay. what it seems like okay. to me. Okay. Yeah. So this you. is why the numbers you don't know, mean nothing. Yeah. It's difficult, right? Because I'm 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 the type of guy like listen, if you're in a bad team and you're playing great, you should be you know, you should still be rewarded for that. It's not your fault your team's not winning. But the guy's not only for England is he horrendous, regardless of his goal scoring record, because he scores twelve goals against Andorra, you know, and, and that kind of makes up the goals. Yeah, bro, for even for Tottenham, as great as he is coming deep, you know, making great passes and great decisions for you know, Son and Kulisevsky and all. like, he does a great job, bro. But as long as you're a Tottenham, bro, score a million goals for all I care. You know, you're, you're not, you just, you mean, you just said Rooney, right? Like who else? Aguero, Drogba. Like, yeah, sure. Not even close. Cole. Not even close. Henri. Not even close. Um, Drogba. That's just like, yeah, I mean, like, I, so, so I hear you. I hear you. He's a, he's a different type of player. He's the type of player that I don't like personally either. I think there's a difference between wanting to win and then wanting to get stats. I think he's a stat machine. He's a stat machine. He's going to get his numbers at the end of the day, so you can't say he's a bad player, but oh yeah, yeah. What, is, what is he doing for his team, for the English team, for Tottenham at the end of the day? He has not won a major trophy like at all, I don't believe. No, um, he hasn't. He's like He's still... You know, and he's bro. He's twenty nine, bro. He's like twenty nine, thirty years old. Oh you know, yeah, the, yeah. At this point, his career is. I mean, he say he wins. Say England wins a Euro. Yeah. Do we finally say Harry Kane is an all time great, and he he deserves to be there? If he if he did something in the Euros, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, bro. The guy looks like he can't run for England. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, and again, listen, sure, that's maybe a Southgate issue more so than a Hurricane issue. I'm not. Yeah. I don't want this to come off, come off as like I'm hating on Harry Kane because I, again, I think he's a good player. I wanted him two years ago. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I'm tired of hearing Harry Kane. I'm tired of it, bro. And okay. it's not your fault. It's just like Harry Kane, Harry Kane, Harry. What is bro? He's he's decided to stay at that team and continue to lose. You know, he cares about money and goals more than he does about about winning, in my opinion. So, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like when you're saying the names of like Drogba, Aguero, Rooney, Henri, yeah. all those guys are winners. <laughs> like all of them are winners, bro. I don't yeah. care how many less goals they have than Harry Kane; they're all winners. So yeah. Um. Well, I mean, if, if you don't want to talk about you know the English side of football, we can come over to America because we got our problems as well. Yeah. Um. You know, finish it up. Our national team didn't really do. We we did what America does in every World Cup. We win a couple games and then we out. Boom, right? <laughs> and this bro, that's up. facts. That's that's facts. It's but facts. It's, it's true. It's true, right? And you know, I, I think it has a lot to do with management and who we have at the helm, handling our troops and putting them in position. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't fans of Greg Berhalter. Um, yeah. The dude doesn't really know what he's doing, and I've I never heard of him until until. A couple months ago, to yeah. be honest with you. But the way he handled the whole, you know, Geo Reyna situation, um, and Bohalter, I guess, has had previous issues with the Reynas. Um It's come out that his his mom, like, reported on him to, the, like, the Federation, Soccer Federation, yeah, about some, you know, at-home troubles. Yeah, and it's a lot of politics going a lot, on. A lot, a lot of politics, right? So, so when people come to me and say you're crazy, these conspiracies. I'm like, I'm not making up. It's not like this these are politics. I'm telling you, it's the game the game of thrones. Like this is what people do in order to get in positions of put power, positions of play. But it came I just I don't know, it came into my mind, I'm like thinking, like this is it did this have something to do with why Geo didn't really play in, you know, this World Cup? Because we we all know, I think everyone knows that watches football. Geo is probably one of our best talents, along with Christian, yeah. Um, in terms of attacking, and he's played in a respected professional league in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Why? Why don't you have him on the field? Is what everyone's wondering. So when I hear a situation like this, where it's like legal trouble involved as well, and now Brohalter isn't, I don't think he's in contention to be coach or manager again. Like his contract just expired. And there's an investigation going on, ongoing. What's going on, man? <laughs> I mean, for you guys, it should be, if you're a USA fan, it should be a good, a good thing. I mean, clearly, oh, yeah, we want to know. We want He doesn't know what he's doing. Clearly, and you know, like, like you said, a lot of the US managers, much like the England managers, bro, we're just like that's not our strength, you know. Um, I think that I think the U.S. job would actually be a really, really good job for for, for some good managers, bro. I, bro. I think. So hear me, yeah. and, and that's 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 my last point. I'm gonna get to, and then we can get out of here. So I know people got things they want to do besides listen to us talk and ramble. Even though my voice is amazing, um, <laughs> I think the job itself would be the next best thing because not only could you get you know, a country like the U.S. to a point of, you know, being respected as a football great, you know, especially as a country, right? But you're also getting out the ass resources when it comes to money and funding. Yep. Like, you ain't got to worry about not being taken care care of in the United States. Yeah. Unless you're, 100%. you know, you go to other parties and stuff. But, you know, when it comes to what they want... <laughs> Like what the government wants to see, win and achieve things. Sports is one of them because it brings in money and revenue. And why not bring the United States up to the greats of England, Spain, Italy, 
Germany. It makes sense. So I would love to see um, Henri possibly become a candidate. Hey, he's he's I think he's okay. the Bel- he, he's the he's the Belgian like uh, assistant right now. But yeah. what I'm saying is like, look, he may not be the best in terms of resume. He hasn't done much as a manager, right? But he knows football. I want a football mind, someone who's been around the academy, who's been around a system, who can bring that over to us possibly, and then start a new regime. That's what I'm hoping for. That'd be interesting. I just don't think the Henri thing is is the right play, and that's only because I think even at Red Bull he wasn't very good. So like, yeah, one of the greatest see, players of see, all time. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying but, though. He has he has American ties at that. Yeah, like he, it, it just 100%. makes sense to have someone that's you know who who you thinking. Um, don't say no crazy name, bro. Well, 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 let me <laughs> let me put it like this. I, I I think the I was actually thinking about this yesterday because. I just think that managers, good managers, they're in short supply, bro. They really are. From what I'm hearing from yesterday, Roberto Martinez, the failure of he Belgium. Won Portugal. Bro, Portugal won him. There's other teams that won him. Why would you want him? Why would any club or any nation want him as your manager? Well, you know what I mean? That that makes sense for Portugal, though, because that's I just feel like that's what they do. They don't <laughs> – they just fill gaps. Like yeah. we're gonna get the next back. We're gonna repeat and this, like what? You know what this is like, and I'll, I'll do a basketball analogy. This is like bringing in Dan Tony. You know, this is what every <laughs> team does, bro. They just bring in Dan Tony. He's never won anything. Let's bring him in. It makes no sense, bro. So, so when we talk about, hey, that's on- a good one. That's a good one. If people don't know Mike Dan Tony, that is a perfect example. That's- he comes in, he just knows it's about to be Dan Tony show. Yeah, it's and just Dan Tony. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't matter about the roster of Portugal playing a back five. Yeah. Done. You know, so yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, who would you guys pick as a manager? It's so weird because a lot of the club level managers, they don't want to, it doesn't seem like they actually want to ever go into international managing. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. That is very you know? true. You have to kind of pick from what you have right there. Um, I, I think, I think, a, I think a manager that doesn't play politics would actually be good because I think, like, like, like we just saw with Reyna, you know, if the reason that he didn't play as much as he did, was because of some behind the scenes stuff, bro. Like, you guys could have beat Netherlands. You guys, bro, we definitely could have beat Netherlands, and that's what ki- that, that, that's what trips know? me out. And I haven't talked about that with the, with the United States, but we had so much potential because while that Netherlands team was good, they weren't great. They're not great, and they had flaws. What they had, you know, um, chinks in their armor that we could have possibly got past, and we didn't because we didn't use all our resources. Yeah, politics. It's like at the end of the day, put your ego to the side, man. We need everyone available that we can to beat one of the best teams in you know in the world. Yeah. So no, I hundred percent agree. I mean, yeah. Last point, I, I do agree. Last point, <laughs> last point, I I do agree that yeah. I think if you're USA, you don't get a you don't get another U.S. manager. It just doesn't make sense, bro. No, it does like, not, bro. Hum- humble yourself, put down the ego, and just be like, listen, bro. The, we're the, the, not good. We need. People who've literally been around the, this game since they were three years old. Yes. You know, like our our most successful like spot in past, you know, past history has been with a German coach and during Jurgen uh Klinsman, you know, like Yeah, yeah. It just makes sense, you know. Go with people who know the sport really, really well. <laughs> who know the sport. <laughs> Not people who don't. Who yeah, are just yeah. trying to Make something out of it. Like, nah. Did you ever hear about him? Uh, what's his name again? Who? Burr Halter. Did you ever hear about him before the World Cup? 
Bro, so, I, so, so, like, no no BS. I think I'm pretty sure I did, like, one time. So I think he was always kind of involved with the team in some sense. So I think it was, like, rumblings about him. But nothing crazy. Like, no, he wasn't, like, uh, respected. Like, yeah, oh, I, he brought this club that. to this level and won this title. Like, no, it was just someone who probably knew the system. And yeah, I thought, some guys like, I thought it was some guys like that or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he did play with, um, with Gio's dad, though. With Claudio. Yeah, that, that's why they hate him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so pass him the ball. Hey, so, so look, there you go again. Some more that comes into play. Play with the father. Like, what if, what if they got into it back in the day? They probably did. You know, like, he didn't pass me the ball, so I'm about to yell so I'm not, son. So I'm not playing your son. <laughs> <laughs> you got some spiteful people in a row like that, man. Crazy. So, you know? Hey, be careful uh, I, out here, bro. I will, I will say last thing before we get off the topic is yeah. um, Jesse Marsh from uh, from Leeds. Okay. I, obviously American, but yes. clearly respected, I think. Um, he's done, in my opinion, a really good job at Leeds, bro. Le- staying up last season, they're not really down at the bottom three this season. Yeah. If you're going to bring an American manager, it's 100% Jesse Marsh. It's, and especially the way Leeds play. It's, it's entertaining stuff. So uh, I mean, I hear you, but I don't like it. Only because, like... You're 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 putting too much with this Leeds thing. Like they haven't done. No, that. it's not good, like, bro. It's not good. Don't get <laughs> this. It's not good. But I think he's done a decent job considering. Yeah. You know. Okay. Okay. I hear you. And he's playing in a league that's you know formidable. So I, I get yeah. it. I always take weight with stuff like that. I definitely absolutely. I think he. I think he. You know, he doesn't sound the smartest in interviews, but I think he actually knows what he's doing, bro. Yeah. I think he does. So. Um, no facts. Yes, sir. You know, but that I mean, to be honest with you, I never thought we were gonna bring up Jesse Marsh on the on the podcast. But this is American football. This is a, the side of the best rivals that I love. <laughs> so annoying. Um, yeah, that's it for episode uh, fifty-two. You can find us on Instagram, spot, uh, Instagram and Spotify. You can find us everywhere, I guess. Instagram, <laughs> TikTok, and Twitter at the Best of Rivals. That is at the Best of Rivals. You can find the entire podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast at the Best of Rivals Podcast. Yes, sir. Um, and again, once again, appreciate the support as usual. And uh, and with that, you know, episode fifty-two, we are out. Deuces, baby.